This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. The Happy Bunny Tale podcast is for informational and or entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All conversations and information exchanged during participation on the Happy Bunny Tales podcast are intended for informational and or entertainment purposes only. Interaction with Happy Bunny Tales should not be considered treatment or medical advice. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Hello, my happy bunnies. Today, we had a very special guest join us on the show, and here is what it sounded like. Hello, listeners. On today's episode of Happy Bunny Tales, we have Tracy Maxfield, who is the author of Escaping the Rabbit Hole, My Journey Through Depression. Tracy, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Rita? Doing pretty good. Uh, Can you talk about your book and the journey that it took to uh, get the book done? Absolutely. So I'm a nurse. I'm actually um, now a retired nurse, but um, I was working um, in a hospital. Um, I had worked there for a number of years. And in 2011, I actually had a new position and for the first time ever encountered bullying in the workplace. Um, It was from a superior. And despite reporting it and going to so many different people on so many different levels of management nothing was really done which was actually quite typical of this particular organization Um, ultimately in august 2015 i ended up um, having a nervous breakdown or an acute depressive episode related to a meeting that i had with my superior and I, I likened it to plummeting down the rabbit hole. Um, it happened on a Thursday when I got home. I, I was very tearful. Uh, I felt like my life was over. I didn't know, you know what to do. Decided to go to bed and figure it out when I woke up in the morning. Except when I woke up on the Friday morning, I couldn't move. And I thought during the night, I'd, maybe I'd had a stroke. And when I finally was able to get the strength to sit at the side of the bed, I just remember thinking, what's wrong with me? And it, it was as if someone had come in the night and poured cement all over me. I was just so heavy and weighed down. And my mood, obviously, it was, I mean, depression isn't the word it's everything it's you you have no confidence you feel helpless you feel worthless hopeless it's dark you see no future um but it was the physical symptoms that accompanied it that really perplexed me and i ended up for most of the day literally crawling i could i just did not have the strength and the ability to stand upright and then on the saturday um the darkness really took over and I made my first suicide attempt on that Saturday evening. Um, I counted out some pills as a nurse. I knew how many would be quote unquote fatal. And as I popped the first pill to my mouth, I heard this voice that came into my left ear and just said, run. 
And that's literally what I did. I ran, I grabbed my purse, I threw on uh, flip-flops, and I just walked outside and went to my car because I knew I had to escape. And it was eight o'clock on a Saturday night, um, and I ended up in Walmart, just walking around. I looked an absolute mess, um, but that's when I realized I was in trouble. Um, I'd had two previous episodes of depression, and one in my late 20s, another one in my um, early 40s, but none of them had had the suicide ideation and the physical symptoms that, accom that accompanied this episode. And I didn't even realize that it was depression until I saw my doctor and she kind of said, yep. <laughs> she, uh, she likened my brain as being made of glass and fractured into like a million pieces because of what I'd gone through for so many years. And so began my journey. Um, from the very beginning, I felt like I was in the rabbit hole. Um, I felt like I was down in something that was very dark and cold and it felt earthy and woody and it was uncomfortable and I couldn't really see any light and I couldn't figure out a way to even begin to escape it. It was so claustrophobic and overwhelming. And um, after some medication tweaking, my mood stabilized somewhat that I was able to go for therapy. And I started seeing a psychologist weekly and we started to work through everything. And I'm a nurse, I'm very analytical. I did a lot of reading up and research. And every time I would go in and say, like, give me a date, I can't keep going like this. Um, like you initially go minute to minute, then you go hour to hour. But it, you know, it took me almost a year to go day by day. And I would go in and I would just plead him, please just give me a date. Just tell me, you know, three weeks Sunday, you're gonna be fine because I needed something to hold on to. And at the same time, I was, I was really rigid, keeping to a routine to try and not only pass the time, but try and feel like I was taking back control of my life. And so the book came about, actually, um, there was two, two things that happened. The first thing was um, every time I would go in and you know, say to my psychologist, I can't keep doing this. I, he said, you can't look ahead to the future. You have to be in the moment and you just have to learn to appreciate the moment. And he said, I think what you need to do is every time you journal, because I, I have always journaled because I was trying to make sense of everything. He said, I need you to write some, some gratitude thoughts each day. And I just looked at him and said like, I'm in hell, what have I got to be grateful for? And he looked at me and he said, you have food on the table you have heat, right? You have hot water. He said, that's great. That's been grateful. And so I went home and I thought, okay, fine. And to be perfectly honest, I didn't get it. Uh, for the first almost two weeks, I would methodically write down, today I'm grateful for hot and cold water, flesh and toilet, a bed to lie in. But there was no real thought behind it. And it was a Monday. I was actually due to go to another counseling session with him. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have to go and tell him I'm a failure because that's how your brain operates in depression, that I just don't get what, you know, what gratitude is. Yep. And I stepped outside and the snow was beginning to melt and spring was, I think, just like two weeks away. And I looked down at the white snow and I saw a purple crocus had broken through the snow. 
and the sun started shining and I just remember looking at how brilliant the color was against the backdrop of the white snow. And I could feel myself change. It's difficult to describe, but I felt, I felt relaxed and I started smiling and just thinking new life, new growth, that this beautiful crocus had broken through the cold snow and was like fighting, fighting its way into the, into the spring season. And like that light bulb went off and I thought, gratitude. And when I went to see him, I said, okay, I think I understand what gratitude is. And I explained to him and he almost jumped out of his chair and said, you've got it, <laughs> gratitude. And so the gratitude helped move me onto a different path where I concentrated more on being present just in that day and not thinking about what life was going to be like in another day, in a week, in a month. And so as I started to try and, you know, function in society, I'm a Brit. And so we always have to look our best whenever we go out. That's something we were brought up to do as children. And every time I would go out and see, you know, and I'd be going to get groceries or anywhere, people would, you know, say, oh, hi, how are you? What's going on? And I would be very honest and tell them what was going on. And their responses were quite um, hurtful and confusing. Um, you know, it would be, oh, you can't have depression. You're too high functioning. You don't look ill. There must, be, there's nothing wrong with you. Oh, you just have to develop a, a happy mindset. You need to go to church and pray more often, etc., etc. And I went in and I sat there and I was talking to my psychologist and I said, you know, some of these are health professionals. I work with them. They should know what depression is like and what I'm going through. And he said, well, obviously they don't, but maybe it's time you told them. And he said, why don't you start a blog and invite them to read the blog and just tell them they know you. Tell them what, what, it's, what life is like for Tracy living with depression day in, day out. And so I ummed and awed because I thought, I don't know if I want to be that raw, that honest. Uh, and then I thought, you know what? I don't want anyone else to go through what I'm going through and think that they're alone, that they're never going to get better. And so I decided to write a blog post. And the blog post was called Escaping the Rabbit Hole. And I put the first entry in and immediately all my friends were contacting me going, I never realized this is what it was like and this is what you were going through. You know, you need to put this in a book. And I thought, oh, you know, first blog post, <laughs> hang on a minute. And so every few days or every week, I would do another blog post. And I literally went through everything that had happened to me, the lead up of falling down the rabbit hole, the suicide attempts, of which there was more than one. Um, I put in excerpts from my journal so they could see my mood. I even you know, would add in the gratitude thoughts. And every time I posted, I would get social workers, nurses, doctors, therapists, sending me messages going, you have to put this in a book. We didn't understand that, you know, it's everything. It's that mind-body connection and what it does to the body as well as what it can do to your brain. And finally, after six months, I had a chance encounter with a woman who had published a book in Montreal, in Quebec, Canada, 
And she was also an editor and I contacted her and said, you know, I'm doing this blog and everyone keeps telling me, put this in a book. If I sent it to you, could you be very, very honest and tell me, is it book worthy? And so she goes, absolutely, let me take a look. And it was like three hours later, she sent me a message and said, I found you an editor in Toronto. The book needs to be written. And here I am. Um, the book was uh, officially released April 13th, um, 2017. And um, it's international release. Um, I did. I recorded an audiobook a month after that, and I would say it's it's taken me on a, a new life journey. I call it on a path that I never thought I would go on. But um, what the experience of depression um, has done is. Um, I don't regret going through it. I hope I never go through it again, but I don't regret everything that happened to me because at the end of it, I think it was a gift and it enabled me to learn more about myself and to really look at the world around me and to understand and appreciate what is important and what is meaningful in life. That is absolutely beautiful. And I'm, I'm going to try to, uh, I'm going to get a copy of the book and read it myself. And cause it sounds like it's going to be extremely enlightening. And just from the story you told me, you know, you've been through so much and to be able to overcome it and to be able to successfully publish the book, to be able to help other people is fantastic. Okay. So with that said, now that you've overcome I mean, obviously depression never, you know, goes away 100%. No. It's always going to be with you forever. Sadly, but, no, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Have you been able to find some happiness in your life uh, now that you've hopefully not 100% overcome it, but, you know, been able to uh, achieve what you've done? Absolutely. Um, I still, even to this day, when I'm talking about what I went through, I, I use the word surreal it still feels surreal that I'm here talking to people because to be perfectly honest, when I was in the rabbit hole and it took a long time to get out, I never thought um, there was a life waiting for me. And I, was, I never thought that my life would change, but for the better and that I would, I would emerge with a, with a new life purpose, which, um, really surprised me and the fact that I wrote a book um, I think obviously as you've said one you know I have um, after seeing a psychiatrist they diagnosed me with a genetic form of depression and basically explained to me that no it was never ever going to go away um, but I as I was healing and I was getting better when I was in the rabbit hole um, I started to understand myself and give myself permission. There's, um, there's a chapter in the book and it's called, it's okay not to be okay all the time. And I still have days like that where it's so overwhelming and, I'm, and you know, that negative talk starts in your brain, which is your own worst enemy. And I, I've now got myself to the point where I recognize what it is and I'm able to step back and say, okay, 
it's it's not going to be a good day today but that doesn't mean that tomorrow won't be a better day for you and even when i feel like i'm being dragged down and that little um in the book i i personalized suicide because it was with me constantly and i called it death by suicide dps that was the name i gave him and so when he comes to visit um i kind of i know that i've done i've got through it before and so it's i'm i'm how can i say i'm less responsive to that negativity and that overwhelming life is better without me so i think that was one of the lessons i learned and also the expressing gratitude the ability to learn to live in and appreciate the moment and to get pleasure from what you what i see around me and the little things that happen to me um that that that's given me peace but it's also given me joy that's beautiful i love that because uh, it's it's not always easy to find that joy no no hey i, I mean when when he when my psychologist told me to um start expressing gratitude i mean i remember laughing there you know and saying to him what do i have <laughs> no how can i possibly all i want to do is die to to end this overwhelming excruciating emotional pain that you're in and you're telling me to find joy um and as i said it, it was not an overnight thing um it it was a work in progress but now it comes very very naturally to me and even when i have a bad day and you know immediately if, if anyone is listening who has depression you you could have a wonderful day and you go to bed and you wake up and you're like what happened <laughs> what happened all of a sudden you have that heaviness and that overwhelming sadness and hopelessness and this is not worth it and no one you know and all the things that you go through now when i recognize that i'll go and i'll stand and i'll look outside or immediately i'll see something like even if it's a flower or a puppy or leaves on the tree it springs everything is starting to bud here and i look and that will bring me to that moment and appreciating that moment um i live by the lake and so it's just the water is so soothing you know the sun reflecting mm -hmm. off the water you you do learn to appreciate those things in life materialistic things are not joy and not gratitude they're short lived but you you get from imagery of nature i find can give you so much more gratitude and you know we're in the pandemic right now and so many people are on mandatory self isolation or voluntary i'm ours is voluntary but there's still so much to be grateful for despite all the changes that we've gone through as a society there is still so much that we can look and say i am grateful for this today you know i i've seen you know something i saw someone you know laughing as they walked by with their dog that gave me a moment of joy that's gratitude yeah tracy uh can we can you let our listeners know uh, where they can find your book escaping the rabbit hole absolutely so it it is available at barnes and noble and amazon um but if you go to my website www.tracymaxfield.com you'll find out all about me there's a link you can read the first two chapters there's an audio version you can listen to the first chapter 
Um, and there's lots of other great information. Fantastic. Uh, Tracy, I want to thank you again for joining our show today and talking about your journey and your experiences. So again, I would like to thank our special guests for joining us today. And as always, keep on hopping, my happy bunnies. <laughs>